Are you ready to become a VIP? Do you have a cell phone that you can text on? Then consider this an exclusive invitation. As a VIP, you will receive special secret offers via text. These items are usually free and they are always must-have craft supplies from beloved brands. Send us a text and become a VIP at scrapbook.com. Welcome to the Life Handmade Podcast with Scrapbook.com. This is the show for paper crafters, and I'm your host today, Jessica Harrington. We are very excited to have Ryan Swift on today's show. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Well, you are a bit of a unique guest for us because you are a newbie. Yes, that's <laughs> Who right. Told you? you are. I, I mean, I you've told the world. <laughs> Ryan Swift of Glitter Grunge Greetings has only been dabbling in card making and mixed media for about a year. He started his YouTube channel a few months ago and is already making quite a name for himself. Ryan has that inexplicable it factor, which has his loyal, rapidly growing followers, as well as the paper crafting industry as a whole, simply enamored. Welcome, Ryan, again. Oh, thank you. That was so nice. <laughs> <laughs> that is the, the red carpet rollout introduction for Ryan Swift. I love it. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Well, we are super excited to dive right in, and I normally don't start podcasts this way, but I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off if you don't mind. I want you to fill in the rest of this sentence or the blank. Without COVID, no crafting. And without crafting for Ryan Swift, no... No sobriety. No okay, sobriety. well, <laughs> but tell, tell us more. Tell us about sure. this. So... Um, yeah, I I would have to say that, uh, well, to kind of back up a little bit, I will be celebrating my one and a half year soberversary, as I've been told it's called, mm -hmm. on the 6th, which this whenever week? this, yeah, this week, um, which is insane now that I can actually start talking in years, you know? Yes, <laughs> not months. So, not months, not days, not minutes. Uh, so I'm very grateful for that, but I, I honestly... What I'm most grateful for, as a result, or because of it, is is because of crafting and and the entire, you know, the entire process of it, uh, from it being a cathartic create creative outlet for me, and I think even more importantly is the community that has mm -hmm. really wrapped their arms around me, um, and and just held me close, you know, to keep me accountable, but to support me too, especially during this last year where, you know, I've always been saying, I'm sure, unfortunately, a lot of people are going to come out of this pandemic in the opposite position that I'm in. So, you know, what doesn't mm -hmm. kill us makes us stronger. And I refuse, you know, I, it was a test of resiliency. And I said, if I can get through this, mm -hmm. you know, then bring it on. So, but yeah, because of crafting, because yeah, I needed something to dive into. I needed something that I could focus on while I was at home by myself. I am uh, an introvert deep down. Okay. And I think that's something I had to admit to myself. You know, in, in recovery, it's all about being honest. And um, when you're not in recovery, it's all about 
not so much being honest. So hmm. I flipped the script on that and it all starts with me. And, you know, I always told myself, oh, I'm this big extrovert, but I think it's, I think it's sort of a, a, a facade that I put on, you know, because I, I like, I'm a ham, you know, and my viewers know that they know I'm a big goofball and love to be in, you know, love to be in the limelight until I don't. And then it's like, <clears throat> I want to retreat and be in my own little, <clears throat> excuse me, cocoon. So, mm-hmm. uh, crafting has given me that where it's, I dived into it. It was a, a whole new ecosystem for me to learn about, to be inspired by. I mean, just from the supplies alone, <laughs> the tools, the gadgets, the, the, the papers, the inks, you know, it, it was, it's endless. And even still to this day, um, I'm, I'm discovering new, new companies and new stuff. So it's kept me busy and mm-hmm. it started off as a distraction, an intentional one. And, you know, I, I, I was told by some quick and close friends that I made in the industry, in the crafting industry, that, hey, you're, you're kind of a natural at this. And I said, well, you know, I said, well, thank you. You know, I said, I do come from uh, an artistic background of cake decorating. That mm-hmm. is my bread and butter. That's my claim to fame in my hometown. And um, so I can see how that can translate a little bit, you know, working with your hands and, you know, life handmade, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but it was something that I didn't have to worry about all the COVID stuff, you know, I could right. be in my own safe bubble away from people, but still have that connection to, you know, famous YouTubers, even mm-hmm. not famous YouTubers that inspired me to kind of stretch my imagination and figure out what my style was, you know, because as we all know, it's so vast Yeah. And where you can take it, you know, and I was just trying to find my groove. And so all that stuff really was a became a project that turned into a passion. And then that fueled everything. So, yeah. So you so definitely it makes sense that you are innately creative and you come from a creative background, but you didn't pluck card making out of the ether. How? And you talked about supplies. Let's let's get us a real real view as to like how did it evolve into card making? Your mom gifted you with something in um, your recovery process, and what what were those supplies, and how did that lead? To yes, this? she. Uh, so I was I I did some inpatient for a few months. Um, so I was away from family, away from friends, and uh, I needed things to occupy my time when we were in groups and in classes and stuff. And mm-hmm. so my mom, she Amazoned me. <laughs> she, she shipped me a set of colored pencils and it was a tinned set. And man, was I the envy of the yes. wing of, of the, 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 the male block there is. <laughs> so I was, you know, and, and uh, it actually is funny because I had to bring, the tin to my counselor and get a special permission slip 
to have them because of the the nature of you know anything in rehab yes. can be turned into a weapon. So totally, that's basically like, like jail. I, I guess I don't know about that, but get my colored pencils approved. Yes, and the funny thing was the irony is that they didn't say anything about the pencils themselves being dangerous. So I just you know <laughs> the logic sometimes, but I digress. Uh, <laughs> it, it was it was that. That little gift, and of course, you know, it, it didn't come by itself. There was colored coloring books there, and so yeah, I was busy, and I just that's all I did. And actually, as I sit here in my uh, craft slash bedroom, uh, mm-hmm. I'm surrounded by all the pictures I colored um, there. I, I cut them out and put them on my wall, and they're just a constant, you know, re- re- remember or. Uh, sign of remembering for me because mm-hmm. uh, you never want to I never want to forget that time even though it was darkish at times um, it it helps me today you know because I never want to regress so yeah it was colored pencils that all started it <laughs> I, I love that and, and coloring is known as a form of therapy for sure that is proven there is data around it and research so that is wonderful that that you're honestly that your mom had that thought or intuition to send that to you and i'm i'm really thankful that it led to what you're doing now and we can have you on this show and what you're doing now and you started the youtube channel about 6 months after you got super into card making so your growing audience now in the thousands, what do you attribute that to? I would say I uh, I found a YouTuber. Uh, her name is Nancy Stamps, and she basically became my crafting godmother. She was uh, she lives not too far, about six hours away from me. And I know that because I went and visited her in person over uh, Thanksgiving break wow. but so she had this Facebook group and she let me in you know of course me being this man and she you know she was skeptical <laughs> I wasn't some yeah. bot or some creep but uh I proved her you know I proved in her in her uh uh in my interaction on her channel that I was into it you know and I was really looking up to her and I loved her personality and so she took me under her wing and then within a couple months, I was an admin for her page and it just became this relationship of, uh, you know, she would, she's been doing this for over 20 years, started with scrapbooking, became a card maker and she was with Stampin' Up and all that stuff. So she had a lot of different experiences that she could kind of guide me. And she, she was like, did you ever hear of this man named Tim Holtz? And I'm like, (laughs) no, never heard of him. You know, I'm like, no, no, sorry. I know Duff, you know, I know Buddy, you know, from (laughs) Cake Boss and Ace of Cakes. ask me those. I'm like, I know all about them. And she's like, well, he's like, you know, he's like the the male version and he's like the card making version. And I'm like, oh, so boom, you know, so she planted that seed, that Tim Holtz seed for me. And then I became, once I found that I, you know, adored him and everything he did, I was, uh, very soon nicknamed Tiny Tim in the okay. group. And because that just sort of was my, it became my aesthetic. I was kind uh-huh. of um, not mimicking, but, you know, I, I was mimicking because I, at that you point, gravitated I gravitated towards that. <clears throat> yes. Styling. So I was like, all right. So, of course, I, she has, you know, all these followers that definitely saw in me what she saw. And so she shamelessly promoted me. And um, so I, I know I got a lot of people just from her. And we still are um, 
the bestest friends were talking about, you know, when's the next time I can come and visit. And anyways, so, but I think too, it's like, I think people, you know, the YouTube for me is, is more than just the cards. It's more than just the crafting. It's become this, this virtual diary for me, um, for me to, it's, it's now become an integrated part of my recovery mm-hmm. where I can go up there and, and talk about these small milestones and every live that I do on my YouTube, I start with um, Melody Beattie's book, uh, The Language of Letting Go, which is a very, you know, it's a daily motivational meditation book. And, you know, I'm not a religious person, but there's a ton of uh, awesome advice in that book that even if you're not in recovery, I think resonates with you so i think people appreciate that they appreciate my honesty my Mm -hmm. fearlessness for coming out in to talk about a taboo about addiction you know um and i think it's you know but it but it it just makes it concrete you know it's just that next level of uh reinforcement in my recovery that hey you know you can't just say you're not anymore like this is out there you know people you know, and, and for better or for worse, you know, but at least I know if ever a day comes that I am struggling with my sobriety, that mm-hmm. my feathers, my world is rocked and I don't know who who to reach out to. <clears throat> I know that I'll have the support Absolutely. Of, of everyone that I have, you know, that has touched me and vice versa. So. Absolutely. And these are your it's a virtual community. And I love that even in a short time you've been able to create in-person relationships because that's something that we love about this industry that you'll learn too as you grow in this industry that we have real in-person connections with everyone. It's a very connected industry and it's wonderful. So I'm really thankful that you're already well on your way there. So let's let's talk Tim Holtz, Tiny Tim, all of this. So you saw his stuff, everyone, you know, he's got this amazing eclectic style. And is that where you learned about the term mixed media or that that was a thing in the paper crafting world, mixed media? I think so. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So As you know, probably many people are overwhelmed with the idea of mixed media. So coming from you, someone that is brand new, that's just kind of jumped in, what advice do you have for people that are curious about using mediums or nervous or just confused about mixed media? I'd say start with things in your comfort zone, things that you think you can tackle that seem attainable. Um, gravitate you know i gravitated towards immediately towards inks because i saw the versatility in them and for me it was all about how much bang can i get for my buck because you know where i was entering a completely different universe and you know the startup cost can be whatever you want it to be it's true for me being an addict always keep that in the back of your head <laughs> you know i i wanted it all you know and i wanted it now so mm-hmm. i would say you know pick pick a pick one or two find your find your groove with those and then you know it's always good to be outside your comfort zone because i think that's where you're going to find out what you really can do um it's boring for me to be in that comfort zone 
it really is and so the awesome thing about mixed media is that it's so much variation out there and it, and there's so many different medias that I know it can get overwhelming a big advice too is you know quality over quantity it's really easy to watch some YouTube videos on what to you know the top 10 best things you need to get started and Mm -hmm. you know I've watched the list I've watched Jennifer McGuire's list every year and you know Mm -hmm. and I've so plucked yeah plucked it all you know and I you know in hindsight you know it's like I wish I had known what a silicone stamp was versus a photopolymer versus a rubber stamp you know yeah I would have a lot less silicone stamps let's be honest but um you know things like that and you know I don't know, just try to recreate what you like. You know, I, I, I love the mixed media grunge feel. And sometimes I look at some of Tim's stuff or some of his maker stuff and I'm like, oof, that's real grungy, you know? I'm like, yeah. But that's where I bring the glitter, you know, because I love it. And mm-hmm. I love, uh, and I kind of love that juxtaposition of the polar opposites, kind of bridging that gap. And I think with my bakery, it's sinful sweets. So it's like you got the sinful side, you got the sweet side. For me, it's right. like got the glitter and the grunge. And that has no nothing to do with the fact that I am a Gemini. I promise you. <laughs> but a little I bit am of a both. Gemini. A little astrology hmm. there. Um, so, yes, I, I, yeah. So quality over quantity, you know, f- find out, you know, just don't think you have to get everything. Um, but what you do get, make sure it's quality because you're going to wind up spending a lot more money in the long run, even that, when it comes it, to it, colored pencils, you know? <laughs> exactly. That's wise. And I'm sure that you saw the same types of things in the in the baking industry. I mean, practically every industry has its, you know, the, the upper bounds and then the middle class and the things like that. And you're like, yeah. well, if you want a great product or output, you know, there's these things to get. You get what you pay for, I think is an adage that it is for, it is cliche for a reason. And what really is fun to me is finding the tools that are used in baking and pastry and cake decorating that are also in crafting. You know, I'm seeing those (laughs) correlation and I'm like, oh, I'm like, what is this, um, What's the, I, uh, the scrapbook.com, the, the, our scraper tool, the scraper tool. Yeah. Yes. The scraper tool. I'm like, oh, that's a bench knife. I'm like, or it looks like for cutting dough or something. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know what a bench knife is. But. That, that, that's exactly what that is. What oh, you okay. Just said. Good. Yes. Oh, so good. I guess. It's what you do to scrape off your table, what you do to cut your dough, segment your yes. doughs. Um, and I'm like, oh yeah, I have like, I have a couple, I like the metal ones personally, but yeah. So and then, of course, in like the carpentry, it's for like spackling wall, you know, so it's just yes. things like that that I'm like, oh, OK. So actually, I, I love... do have a lot of these tools. Yes. And and when you mentioned carpentry and then the baking and then especially the mixed media realm of things, I can see the correlation because it's kind of like you almost don't know what you're going to get, but you're letting the medium like tell you or show you like reveal its magic. And and, and I think that's fun. It's like a little magic or a science experiment. Yeah. And you never know what you're going to get. You Exactly. Yeah. I think letting go of control yes. is can be the most difficult thing, but also the most liberating. 
And I think if we all have experienced that this last year, I think we all have, you know, that this have. huge thing that's out of our control. Well, we have to get used to it. Right. And sometimes you have to just find the liberating nature of it and just be like, mm-hmm. man, that felt good, you know? And sometimes when things are getting hairy on my, on my workspace and I'm like, oh man, this is going to, go- this could, but I love, I get a thrill. Like, where's this little, going? I get a little thrill <laughs> and I'm like, all right, all right, this could either work out or it's not, but you know what? You got to try. And I think exactly. it, that's easier said than done. It really is because you look at a, almost a 90% finished card and you're like, all right, I could try this. The greater the risk, the bigger the reward, right? <laughs> it's true. In card making as well. <laughs> So you're, you know, I love hearing your thoughts and advice. You've really been through a lot. You're still quite young. What is another piece of advice that you would like to share to, you know, listeners that are tuning in right now? What's another thing that you'd like to share? I would say I never had, I had it told to me a lot as a kid, follow your dreams. Uh, you know, and it's one of those blanket statements, I think, that every parent tells their kid to inspire them and encourage them. But deep down, I think there's always that reality uh, that society puts on parents that, you know, it, it, it kind of hinders that enthusiasm sometimes. And for me, the fact that I was able to have the dream of owning my own cake shop and being successful in it and 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 that and that happened and that was a dream of mine and then this crafting thing and this youtube thing you know just kind of fell into my lap and it's now a new dream of mine and i just you know if you can find a way to find something that you love to do and you can make a living doing it do it because life is too short and i can tell you i lived 10 years in the dark and I was living my dream. Of course, you know, I look back and I'm like, man, what could I have done if I wasn't, you know, <laughs> if I wasn't Clouded. sick, but yeah, you know, luckily my, my passion for my career at that point, always, even to a fault came before my own health and my own well being. So, but if you can find something that you love to do that fills your, your, your heart, your spirit, and you can find a way to make a living doing it, give it a shot, go for it. Because that, you know, honestly, I, I told my mom, I said, we've sat down on multiple occasions and had very honest conversations about my intentions with Glitter Grunge and where do I see myself and where, how far do I want to, you know, do I want this to go or wish for this to go? Mm-hmm. And from day one, she's been supportive of me. And she's like, Ryan, if, you know, cause she's now my business partner with the bakery. Mm-hmm. And so, because, you know, she wasn't sure how long my, my recovery was going to take. So she goes, Ryan, I got the bakery. She goes, if you ever want to fly and, you know, spread your wings and do something else, I want you to do that because clearly it's working for you. <laughs> it's right. It's keeping you fulfilled. It's keeping you sober and healthy and healthy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all the things that's so, amazing because like you do you yes yeah and not to awesome. feel bad about you know i Shifting. said you know what people can 
people have career changes all the time. It makes no difference just because I owned own my own business. You know, it's just I have a new dream. I can see a lot of that. I I definitely hear what you're saying and like a, maybe an attitude from people like why or how could you give that up or how could, you know, that's the American dream to open your own bakery or, you know, restaurant or whatever. But there's always more to every story. There's always layers underneath. And it's not as glamorous as the as TV makes it out look to be, I'll tell you that. <laughs> the, the the pastry industry, it's just like a restaurant biz, you know. It's it's hard. And it's, I mean, it's very rewarding and, you know, but it's tough. Yeah. Tough yeah. cookies, as I say. Yeah. <laughs> tough cookies, literally and metaphorically. <laughs> All right. Um, I want to definitely give you the chance to answer my two favorite questions that I love to ask all of the guests on our Life Handmade podcast. And it has to do with um, handmade gifts. Because we are all about living the life handmade. So, Ryan, what is the most meaningful handmade project that you yourself have created? You may have given it away. You may still have it. What is that? Well, I remember when I was in elementary school, we had this school project. And it was, I, I want to say it was like about like Alexander Graham Bell or something. It was some historical project and we were asked to make a replica of something from that time and i remember my my mom and i went to the craft store and we went and got this beautiful parchment paper that was like already a little distressed in color it was like an ivory color so to me at six i'm like oh my god it's so old right um so i got <laughs> we got some totally. of that we got a calligraphy pen and and I think we got some leather, uh, like shoelaces, stuff like that, because I wanted to make a diary or like a journal, one that you would find. So I'll never forget, we used the stovetop to basically light the paper on fire wow. to create this really you you know, fun, singed. singed look. And, you know, uh, then I was in my... Well, I, I must say I had really great penmanship from a really young age. I won all the awards. So nice. I even did my own, you know, I tried doing my own calligraphy. Uh, I can only imagine what it looks like today. But so right. that, that then, was really. Though, it was the best. Yes. And uh, and yeah, that just I, that really impacted me because it was like, you know, I'm I think that was my first taste of distressing something you know what right, I mean like, it totally it lended itself to your glitter grunge you're like I can make it look old something yeah. new I can make look aged and old and have yep. character do you and this is just a random aside do you ever remember when you were younger um taking a paper bag like a paper bag from the grocery store and flipping it inside out but then rubbing it on the carpet to make it look like um old like hide or like um, no. Oh, we were obsessed. I granted, I grew up in Montana and Wyoming, but we were obsessed with it. And then we would do painting on it. Like it was this old, like oh, found wow. artifact. That's <laughs> if you awesome. rub no, it, I... it creates like this soft, like almost like a hide. Anyways. Okay. No, that's, that's fun. That's what you, that's what your story. I'm going to store that up here. Cause <laughs> I don't need Tim yeah. Holtz's leather paper anymore. I can make my Just own. <laughs> paper bag inside out. Perfect. And you rub it. Um, so the other part of this two-part question is what is the most meaningful handmade gift that you've ever received? You might still have it and like to know what that is. Sure. I, um, yeah, this one is, 
I, I, I wish I knew where it was, to be honest, but uh, I, I had it up until I moved out of my mom's house, which was over 12 years ago, and I've moved several times since, so I'm sure it's somewhere. But anyways, it was a, my grandfather, my mom's, my mom's dad, he was a carpenter, and in his spare time, like, that was his hobby, and his whole garage was a whole, I mean, he had every saw under the sun, and um, he got into making lamps and it was you might think of like a wooden lamp and it's hard to envision but it was basically just like this rectangle for like the base the the base part and it was elongated and then it had like this little um what's uh it had like this uh lever it was a lever that turned the the switch on and off and it was like this little night like table side sized lamp and he gave one to me he gave one to my brother uh mine was all black which was my always my favorite color so uh but i had that i had and i would just switch out the lampshade yeah, like oh, the shade. as i okay. grew uh okay. but i'd always keep the base and so i had one that was goosebumps for many years longer than i care to admit <laughs> but then I switch think, out the shade. I think around 16, I switched it up to, uh, you know, something a little bit more masculine. Rock band or, or something. Yeah. yeah. So, but I had that and it was always, and honestly, I mean, a, my friends who knew what it was, they, you know, they would probably poke fun at me. But for the most part, I mean, it just was, it was there and it, but he made it and it just was. I love yeah, that. So, And your friends would ask about it. And I think that one of the most special responses that you gave them. Do you remember what that was? Like, why do you still have this? What What is this lamp? Well, I just and said it because it was my, yeah. my grandfather made it for me. Yeah. I love that just as simple. a teenager to be so proud and be like, well, because my grandfather made it. And he was my father figure growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have much relationship with my, my father and I wasn't that close with my stepdad. So, I was very close to my grandparents and uh, to the point where my mom would call up on a Sunday night and say, hey, you, you're bringing my kid home. He's got school tomorrow. <laughs> and yeah, I, like, would, I lived at my grandparents' house. Grandpa, Brian time is over. Come on, come yes. back. Yeah, that's really special. All right. We have loved our time with Ryan Swift. We'll definitely have to schedule another get together. There's way more to talk about. It's going to be fun to see how you grow over the next few months, over the next year. And we're excited to see a lot more of your work at the scrapbook.com gallery as well. If you want to know more about the items we discussed today, visit our show notes at scrapbook.com forward slash podcast. You can also shop scrapbook.com where you can find over 40,000 unique items and it is the number one online store for paper crafters. When you shop at scrapbook.com, you'll enjoy award-winning customer service, great prices, a huge selection of products, and super fast shipping. You also benefit from nearly 200,000 real product reviews from crafters just like you. You'll find endless inspiration and meaningful connection in the scrapbook.com forum and gallery. And remember, you can take a free online class too. Please, please, please consider leaving a review for this podcast as it will help other crafters like you to find it. You may be able to be featured in an upcoming show like Christina C. She writes, love this peek into the community, fun, 
funny, informative, and inspiring. Great variety of topics. The episodes with Shamel Lane and Allie Edwards were my favorites. Thank you, Christina. Be sure to subscribe to the Life Handmade podcast in your favorite app and enjoy our other episodes there as well. Happiness is life handmade. I drive doodles of eccentric faces in the margin spaces of